Today is Friday, September 23rd, 2022. House GOP Kevin McCarthy rolls out commitment to America. Trump unleashes millions in the midterm, impossible prelude to 2024, and Democrats collapse further in the polls. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. And think about this. We're in Washington, not Washington, D.C. We're in Washington County, Pennsylvania. Why? Because this plan is about all these people sitting around a table talking about the challenges that they have. Can they afford it? Can they fill up their tank of gas? How do they survive with now the Democrats causing inflation? They lost a whole month's salary. Are their communities safe again? You want a community that's protected, where law enforcement is respected, where criminals are prosecuted. You want an education system that's built on the future where kids come first and are taught to dream big. So what we wanted to do, a plan for a new direction. We want to be upfront with the American public. We want an election to have a contrast. If they put their trust in us, this is exactly what we'll do. Hold our feet to the fire. And on the very first day, we're going to repeal 87,000 IRS agents. So they're not going after you. Ladies and gentlemen, I am in Knoxville, Tennessee. We spoke at the University of Tennessee last night. One of the the last stop this week on our tour. It has been very exciting. We appreciate all of you who have come out. I mean, I tell you, there's been hundreds of people. It's been very exciting to get out. You like, like, really start brawling, okay, in real life with the libs. It is so fun to go and fight in person. It's nice to see everyone digitally. It's something that you cannot replicate, going out and actually talking with people in person. And so we say thank you to the hundreds of people who have come out uh, over this past week in the states of Iowa and in the states of Tennessee. All important states, wonderful states, red states, but yo, we had some libs show up and attack a projector that spawned a billion memes. And we got to tell you, if you come after the memes, you shall become the memes. So don't become the meme. Kevin McCarthy, in our first story, please, Kevin McCarthy, we're begging you. This is a, a war inside of the Johnson household, okay? So I don't like, I don't like Mitch McConnell. I'm sure you don't like Mitch McConnell. I have hope for Kevin McCarthy. Now, is Kevin McCarthy perfect? Of course not. Is Kevin McCarthy like the, uh, the guy who I think is going to deliver everything in our wildest dreams for the MAGA movement? No, the answer is no, because there is no such thing as a perfect politician. And this kind of stuff doesn't exist. And we live in reality. Is Kevin McCarthy better than I was expecting? And has Kevin McCarthy made some really strong moves? And is Kevin McCarthy making promises right now, this morning, live? It's happening right now, live. The Commitment to America uh, event in Washington, Pennsylvania. Uh, yes, the answer is yes. Is Kevin McCarthy saying that on day one of a GOP Congress, they will repeal the 87,000 IRS agents and stop the funding for them. Yes. And Congress can do that, by the way, because Congress holds the purse strings. So Kevin McCarthy is making moves. The reveal, the big reveal this morning, the commitment to America in Washington County, Pennsylvania, where the real Americans are. Okay. All right. Come on. A little corny. A little corny, but I don't care what's inside of this thing. What are the GOP promising. We've been waiting for this. Where is the vertical integration? Where is the people from on high saying, these are the messaging tools? This is why Trump was able to pretty much fill an empty room, an empty vacuum in the GOP and come storming in and just remake the GOP because there was no leadership. 
Who are the leaders of the GOP in 2015? John McCain? Was this Mitt Romney driving around with a dog strapped to the top of his car? Was the dog John McCain? Like, th- what? those were our leaders? That was it? Amnesty, Gramnesty? There were no leaders in the GOP. Trump was able to come through and like vertically integrate the party, build the wall, right? Like build the wall. These are like very simple things that people can get behind. And Donald Trump is, of course, a marketing master. Now, Kevin McCarthy, who is very close with Donald Trump, and according to Donald Trump's inner circle, like Kevin McCarthy and Donald Trump have an incredibly strong relationship. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is taking a page out of his playbook and releasing a very simple plan for what the GOP will do in Congress, we will let uh, we will let we will let uh, Kevin McCarthy speak for himself. This event just wrapped up. We have clips from it, but let's listen. Let's tune in and listen. I I would beg of you to be open minded. I know there's some people who really don't like Kevin McCarthy in the audience. My wife's one of them, <laughs> so please consider Kevin McCarthy's proposal here with an open mind. All right, and think about how much better. This is then Paul Ryan. Again, it's hard to compare because we've had no strong GOP leaders uh, in my lifetime. There's a strong Denny, Dennis Hastert, John Boehner, the guy who like cries, the guy who like cries and like chain smokes and guzzles wine and like weeps on Barack Obama's shoulder. Who've been the strong GOP leaders? There have been none. So let's give Kevin a chance. Have a listen. It looks to me that we have about 30 GOP House uh, members here in attendance right now. Many of them have taken a tour of the facility. And of those House members, it's a diverse group and really speaks to the kind of unity that Leader McCarthy has been able to garner over this plan. We expect remarks to begin in about a half hour now. But when it comes to the venue, it is quite appropriate. This is a DMI companies. This is the HVAC manufacturer. And this is a heavy manufacturing region. It brings us into the first of the pillars of this Republican plan. That first there focuses on the economy. They want an economy that is strong. The party also promises a nation that is safe, a future built on freedom, and a government that is accountable. We're expecting today to hear about how this plan contrasts with the state of the country under current Democratic control of the House, emphasizing to voters that other parts of this commitment, including parental rights and a plan to secure our border, will work, but only if the GOP makes the flip. And right now, it's still appearing very possible. The latest Fox News power rankings show that Republicans Republicans are projected to have a 13 seat advantage following the midterms. Okay, well, we'll see. And we'll see where the energy lies. Now, we caught a fun clip here from our friend Carly Bonet, uh, uh, Midnight Rider, who was watching as the members of Congress were walking into the event here. Uh, here is MTG walking into the event. Uh, see if you can tell uh, if the audience there, the steel manufacturing plant in uh, Pennsylvania, has a specific affinity for any of the members that are currently walking in. MTG getting a standing ovation, just in case you're wondering where the energy in the party is. Check it out. Okay, so uh, everyone is like cheering for MD. Like, what I like is that that's the direction the party's going. The direction of the party is going to the new right. The direction of the party is going to the fighters and not to the limp-wristed weaklings who are just about controlled decline. That's what Republicans have been about my entire life. 
controlled decline. They haven't been warriors. They haven't been fighters. They haven't been banging on the shields. They are in the controlled decline category. And it's utterly pathetic. MTG is not one of those. Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, they're part of the Fighters Caucus. They'll be joined soon by Bo Hines of North Carolina and some, some others that I think I, I have a lot of promise for. And so I like that they are the ones who are notable and reputable and that the party applauds for when they walk into an arena. Kevin McCarthy is in the arena this morning, and Kevin McCarthy was speaking on his plan. Kevin McCarthy is saying that these are going to be, there's going to be four pillars uh, to this plan, which Newt Gingrich had a huge hand in. Uh, Stephen Miller, former Trump advisor, had a huge hand in. We were on a call with him earlier this week about the rollout of this plan. So there's going to really be broken down, here's what Kevin McCarthy says, into four pillars. An economy that's strong, a nation that's safe, future that's built on freedom, and a government that is accountable, McCarthy told Breitbart News. Under each pillar, we lay out what we will do. Under an economy that's strong, by the way, the Dow Jones dips below 30,000 uh, just this morning, so it started off just an, an absolute collapse. So see you later, uh, uh, your retirement funds and your savings plans. This is like uh, already led to a couple of <laughs> a couple of phone calls with my wife. Uh, Joe Biden's okay. Like expect it to get worse. Okay, that's all I can say. Expect it to get worse. It's not going to get better for a very long time. It's going to get worse. The Dow is just completely cratering right now. Boy, if there's something the Biden regime has taught us is that we live inside of a country of takers. These people will literally take money out of your bank account to pay for their student loans. It is infuriating. That's why it's so refreshing to partner with a company that is a giver. Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take way too much of your money for data you will never use. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data that you need. That's how the average family, like mine, saves 75 bucks a month switching to Pure Talk. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family, unlimited talk, text, and data, and plans from two gigs all the way to unlimited with mobile hotspots, all on America's most reliable 5G network. So why pay more? Here's another thing. Pure Talk's going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay one month, they'll give you the next month free. The big, woke corporate cell phone service providers would never. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, choose a plan, enter the promo code Benny at checkout, and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Uh, Ken McCarthy is saying that an economy that's strong, we're going to stop runaway spending and curb inflation. We're going to make the country energy independent and lower the price of gas. We're going to bring back the supply chain from China to America. Kevin McCarthy talking about this. Uh, clip B, go. We believe in a future that's built on freedom. That your children come first. They're taught to dream big. And we believe in a check and balance that government should be accountable. No longer special interest. We should work for you, not the other way around like it is today. You know, we walked through this facility, and as we toured this country, too long China has too much control of our supply chain. We're going to bring that back to America. So if you're like everybody else we hear, whether you can afford it, whether you feel safe, 
the challenge of your children getting lost behind, or a government that's run amok. Who has a plan to change that course? We do. The Democrats have no plan for the problem they created. If you trust us, hold us accountable. Okay, so what is the problem that Democrats have created? What does Kevin McCarthy say about the number one issue for Republican voters, according to the Trafalgar Group, which is illegal immigration? That is far and away the number one issue followed very close by inflation. Well, Kevin McCarthy says that uh, under this nation, under a nation that's safe, the first thing we're going to do is secure a border and end catch and release and stop this fentanyl coming in from across our border. We're going to be able to have 200,000 more police officers. And the other thing we're going to do is be able to make these pro uh, prosecutors and DAs that have not been enforcing the laws, we're going to shine a light on them and bring out transparency chart so everyone knows where we're at. We're going to defend national security. So it looks like Kevin McCarthy is going to be relatively strong on the border. He doesn't say build the wall there. I think building the wall should be uh, a absolute kill switch measure for any funding for the government at all. We will build the wall and then everything else in the government can get funded. But build the wall, fund the border police. That needs to be number one. That needs to be like the kill switch for any type of funding. This is the major, major tool that Kevin McCarthy will have in his tool shed, which is appropriations, shutting down the government and uh, being able to really push back with the pocket book, right? So this is the, the value of controlling Congress. We're going to be, uh, we're going to look at a future built on freedom. McCarthy says, we're going to pass a parent's bill of rights. Parents ought to have a say in their kids' education. We're going to supply the ability to have parental choice. We're going to get tax credits in so kids have scholarships. So millions of kids can go to new and different schools. You have healthcare in there, big tech, holding people accountable, so on and so forth. So it's like, a, you know, it's, it's like a dream platform for Republicans. This is a very simple move for Republicans. All you have to do is say parents bill of rights. That's all you have to do. I mean, listen, there's no greater motive. You think that like the, the, the single barren cat ladies all hopped up on Xanax sitting there in their uh, studio apartments and uh, uh, nervously fidgeting, watching Rachel Maddow every night. You think those people like with all the cat hair, and cat fur on their sweaters, that they're the ones who are the most motivated voters? No, the answer is absolutely not. I assure you, any parent watching understands that parents are the most motivated voters in the country, and parents want a parent's bill of rights. They do not want their children to be exposed to evil experiments or to be uh, warped or destroyed or have their lives destroyed by the communist professors and the indoctrination campaigns across the country in the seats of higher education. I'm sitting right now at the University of Tennessee, and it is really repulsive what gets taught at these universities. We should probably close half the universities in America. The easiest way to do that is to, of course, starve the beast, meaning don't send your kids to universities. But up to that point, there's a lot of parents that don't have parental choice. There's a lot of evil and sick things happening to students, and we cover them often on this show in our public education system. It is utterly malevolent and evil and perverse and wrong, and Kevin McCarthy is right to say this, and it is the easiest point to make. Parents want to hear this. This is the most motivated group of people in the country because we have something to live for. We have children. Our children are the thing that we live for. Any parent will tell you their life, like, I mean this in the most positive way, their life essentially uh, changes forever and the dynamic changes forever, their energy changes forever the moment you have that first kid. 
you realize that you're living your life for someone other than you. And every parent who's watching this right now or anyone who wants to be a parent, you feel that, you understand what that's like to live a selfless life. And so Elise Stefanik, talking about moms, really hits home here. It's something that Democrats can't do, talk about parents. Of course, Democrats are for the mass murder of children and for the mass indoctrination of children and for the mass experimentation uh, on your children uh, without your consent. So you should go to jail for that kind of stuff. Elise Stefanik making the alternate point here. Congresswoman, I want to go to you because I've never seen mom so upset until I saw the baby formula crisis. It is those issues that matter to them. You're a new mom. Your baby is now one. Your boy mom. Talk about what you've heard from voters across the country now that you chair the conference. People are struggling, you know, in my district in upstate New York, just like where we are here in Washington County, Pennsylvania, people are struggling to make ends meet. When they go to the grocery store, they see the prices continuing to go up and up. Their energy costs, whether it's filling up their tank of gas or preparing for the home heating season, which is going to skyrocket. Voters know that's a direct result of unified, far-left, failed Democrat government, and they're going to hold them accountable. This commitment to America is focused on solving those issues on behalf of the American people, reigning in inflation, fixing the supply chain crisis. I'll tell you, Lawrence, when I was shopping for baby formula, those shelves were empty. And it was House Republicans that stood up on behalf of moms and dads and grandparents and babies across this country. We will fight to make sure we have a secure supply chain right here in the USA. All right. So this is a good plan. This was a plan that had Newt Gingrich's fingerprints all over it. Some of the smartest people we know, Stephen Miller, helping put this plan together. You can go ahead and check out more on Breitbart.com, which is uh, one of the, uh, I think, probably the best write-up of what this plan entails at Breitbart.com. It's the top story right now. Kevin McCarthy rolls out commitment to America. If you want to dive further into the details, but they hit on all of the things that motivate voters right now and that the polls show motivate voters right now. One of the other things motivating voters right now, and a man who continues in spite of all of the incredible forces against him to outperform and overperform is Donald Trump. Donald Trump is getting into the midterm game. Now, Donald Trump has been going around barnstorming the country. He just announced a new rally in North Carolina. He will be doing a rally either tonight. I, th I think it's tonight. Let me know, guys. Donald Trump doing a rally tonight, going around barnstorming the nation, of course, going to uh, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, uh, at the same week that Joe Biden went. It was That was a dream, man. That was amazing. Uh, but Donald Trump now really getting skin in the game by dumping millions into a pack in order to help Republicans in the midterms. This, according to Politico.com, Trump to unleash millions in midterms, possible prelude to 2024. Very, very good job. This is what Donald Trump should do. Donald Trump's sitting on hundred plus million dollars right now. Yo, like throw some of those bones at your boys uh, that you want to win. And this is a great move by Team Trump. We cover a lot of data on this show. So when was the last time you heard us talk about a number that reached absolute zero? Well, a few times. There are absolutely zero functional brain cells inside of Joe Biden's head. There is zero percent chance of us voting for a Democrat in November, and there's zero percent chance that Hillary Clinton will become president. 
Financially, in our lifetime, we have seen numbers reach absolute zero and it's been terrifying. In the last recession, stocks like Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers, and Chrysler reached absolute zero in value overnight. Could it happen again? Of course it could. And if it did, would you be protected? This is why we invest in gold. Gold has never been at absolute zero in value ever in world history. In fact, gold value is rising like a hockey stick. That's why the savviest Americans, like me, diversify their savings to protect them from downturns in the market, from global instability, and from a falling, collapsing dollar. Birch Gold Group helps me invest in gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and they can help you. Text Benny to 989898, and you can convert your old 401k or IRA into a precious metals-backed IRA right now. Do it. It's the smart move, and... We got two more years of Joe Biden, so what can you do, man? Text Benny to 989898 to invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. Trump top lieutenants are launching a new super PAC that is expected to spend heavily to bolster his endorsed candidates in the midterm elections. And some people close to the former president say it could become a campaign apparatus if he runs in 2024. Uh, sanctioned uh, by the former president, the new group dubbed MAGA Incorporated. <laughs> MAGA Inc. It's MAGA Inc. Perfect. I love that name. Will become the primary vehicle for Trump's operation to engage in political activity in 2022. The outfit is designed to funnel large sums of money into key races that could conceivably be used to boost Trump in the event that he seeks the White House again. The organization provides the clearest indication yet that how Trump plans to engage during the final stretch of the midterm campaign, those in the former president's orbit say, offers a preview into what the structure of the 2024 campaign will look like. Republicans have been heavily outspent in races across the map, and party strategists have become anxious for Trump by by far the party's biggest money magnet to help financially. Trump has spent minimally on behalf of Republican candidates so far this year, but that's about to change as the new super PAC, uh, Save America and the former president's leadership PAC, one of the best funded entities in politics, around $100 million in cash reserves. That money is going to be transferred to MAGA Inc. MAGA Inc. will be overseen by Taylor Bundewich, who has been serving as the former president's communications director, previously senior advisor for his 2020 campaign. Chris LaCivia, a veteran Republican operative who uh, in 2020 ran the biggest spending pro-Trump super PAC, will be the vehicle's chief strategist, and so on and so forth. And so Donald Trump getting skin into the game, going to do the things that Kevin, uh, that Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell, you know, cannot. People involved in the new group decline to say how much it will spend in the midterm races or where it will direct the money. But one person close to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said the new group uh, and the prospect of the influx of resources is welcome news for Republicans. Uh, Mitch McConnell has been refusing to spend money uh, for J.D. Vance in Ohio, which is insane, for Blake Masters in Arizona, which is insane. Um, nefarious operations, I think, quite frankly, in inside, like, like vindictive mean-spirited operations for Mitch McConnell. It's like he almost wants to lose. Uh, it's really, really bad. And so Donald Trump, I think, is going to going to force his hand, and then hopefully we can force a leadership change for Republicans in the Senate, which is desperately needed. Mitch McConnell is older than Joe Biden. So you can't really criticize Joe Biden. Like, it's you know, you can criticize. We talk about Joe Biden's age and how he's decrepit and falling to pieces all the time on the show. But then, then the Republican leader in the Senate is the exact same thing, Right. And has been around far too long and is far too broken a man to be leading this brand new party with brand new energy.
And so we say bye-bye to Mitch McConnell. It's time for, I don't know, who would you want to be the leader of the Senate? Who would you want to be? I vote Josh Hawley or Rand Paul. Those would be my votes, possibly. Who's the person I wanted to hear from every single day? Uh, John Kennedy, probably. I love John Kennedy. That dude is the greatest soundbite in all of politics right now. The worst soundbite in all politics right now is the inner workings of Joe Biden's 2024 campaign, who can't quite seem to get their messaging right. Ron Klain, who's the White House chief of staff, says that Biden will run in 2024, but admits that anything could happen. <laughs> I remember Joe Biden from this weekend, essentially saying, uh, yo, I'm um, I'm going to run, but then I'm not going to run. And I might, run, I might run. Let's see. Do we have that clip? I might run. Maybe I will run. Maybe I don't run. Who knows? Joe Biden not knowing anything, also saying that he's like a pudding cup and that he's as old as a fly. I don't know, a super weird clip. Anyway, here's Ron Klain saying, yes, we're totally running in 2024, but also we're not running in 2024. Great messaging, guys. Go. When he talked in that 60 Minutes interview about 2024, which his answer was um, uh, left a little bit of a hedge in it, uh, is it what, what would stop him from running for re-election again? Well, uh, you know, as he said, he intends to run, and uh, that's kind of the formulation he has to give uh, to not, like, trigger federal election law and require us to file a bunch of forms and wh whatever. Um, uh, that is definitely his intention. Uh, obviously, something could happen. Uh, as he said, he's a, he's a believer in fate. You know, he's seen all kinds of things in his life, so he's not going to say where he'll be in December today. He respects the fact that a lot of things can happen, but it is his intention to run, uh, and uh, I, I believe he will run. <laughs> okay, so the, if you follow enough news and if you watch clips all day and if you watch people speaking about uh, what's happening day and night, night and day, you become sort of an expert, naturally, on noticing people's nervous tics and their tells and when you know that they're lying. What you can see at the start of that clip, you can see Ron Klain's voice go up an octave, which is an automatic uh, indicator that he's lying. <clears throat> and then you can see this heavy breathing and like sort of a, ah, oh, ah, I didn't want to be asked that question. And I'm about to lie to you, which is exactly what Ron Klain is saying there. Joe Biden's been lying about running in 2024 for a very long time. He doesn't quite know himself Joe Biden doesn't know what he had for breakfast this morning. Joe Biden doesn't quite know himself what he's going to do in 2024. We have some data to follow this story to show you exactly where he's headed. We're going to show you some polls from around the country that will definitely lift your spirits. But this is what Joe Biden is saying about his potential race in 2024. My plan is to run for re-election. That's my expectation. The president has every intention of running for re-election. His answer has been pretty simple, which is, yes, he's running for re-election. Joe Biden is running for re-election, and I will be his ticket mate. He intends to run, and if he does, I intend to run with him. My intentions, I said to begin with, is that I would run again, but it's just an intention. But is it a firm decision that I run again? That remains to be seen. Mm. Okay. All right. So, um, no, I mean, no, I don't think they're going to let Biden run. My personal opinion is that they're not going to let, I want Biden to run. Don't get me wrong. I want Biden to run big time. It is so 
helpful to have Biden in this office. I mean, it really is a boon for conservatives and Republicans. Uh, and there's a lot of energy going around right now, and it's because of Joe Biden. And so, yes, good. He is a motivating factor for my people. However, I don't think they're going to allow him to run. I think they're going to cut him off at the knees. I think that they know exactly what this interviewer essentially said, which is that Joe Biden is just a piece of furniture, an old, decrepit, dusty piece of furniture laying around the White House. Uh, this leftist interviewer talking to the chief of staff at the White House, Ron Klain, likened Joe Biden to a piece of furniture. I want to just Go. take uh, the last bit of time I have with you to reflect kind of big picture about the president himself. Yeah. I mean, you've known him for a very long time. Um, how has he changed since he was vice president? And have you seen him? I mean, I know, uh, uh, you know, he's been around for a long time. He's almost treated like he's a piece of kind of the furniture. And so we don't necessarily think about him. He is definitely not treated like a piece of the okay. furniture. Okay. Good, good, good to know. But how... <laughs> Biden straight like a piece of furniture. This is from a left-wing journalist. This is from <clears throat> a Frank Foyer. <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, Frank Foyer, a uh, complete left-wing shill journalist, Russiagate propagator, uh, complete lib and maniac, uh, and bought and sold DNC hack sitting there comparing Joe Biden to furniture. All right, so Joe Biden and Ron Klain have both said that the uh, the Democrats will keep the House and that they'll keep the Senate. And of course, uh, they're not going to do any of those things. Of course, they're going to force Joe Biden out after one term. Uh, this is obvious. And the reason that they can't say it is because that makes Joe Biden a loser. That makes Joe Biden defeated. That makes Joe Biden a lame duck. And then Joe Biden can't get anything done. And then it opens up the floodgates for the onslaught of Gavin Newsom versus Kamala Harris versus J.B. Pritzker versus these just the, the cavalry, Beto O'Rourke, no doubt, the cavalry of just goofballs and losers who will begin to run for the chance at 2024. And so they can't allow that pandemonium to happen while Joe Biden's still trying to govern and still trying to be president. It's not working out great. But nonetheless, it will just throw the entire administration into complete dumpster fire even further than it already is. So that's why they're trying to hide the ball here. But even Joe Biden is lowering expectations. This according to Breitbart.com. Joe Biden continues trumpeting his agenda on the fundraising circuit, even as he quietly prepares to lower expectations for a Republican takeover. If we lose control of the House and the Senate, we have a different world, Biden told supporters in New York City on Wednesday. I'll be spending all my time on the, with the veto pen but it won't have a lot of initiatives. So Joe Biden already saying he's just going to sit there and stroke the veto pen day and night. And that's about as, that's about all he's good for. Again, leftists are comparing Joe Biden to a piece of furniture, a piece of furniture with a pen, apparently. I'll be spending all my time with the veto pen, Biden says. During his fundraising trip through New York City, the president spoke to donors about the enormous, enormous, enormous opportunity in the next few years of his presidency. But he's also setting the stage to hold his ground against the Republican majority. So Biden essentially telling in these off-the-record fundraisers that he expects a Republican majority. At a fundraiser in Boston earlier in September, Biden reminded his supporters that the party of every modern president, save one, lost the majority in the midterm election within the first two years of the presidency. Remember, Barack, we lost 60 votes, he said. We lost 60-some House members, uh, recalling that 63 seats were lost by Democrats in the 2010 midterms. We're up 
this election, and it's going to be tight, very tight, Biden warned and the fundraiser in New York City. And if we lose the House and the Senate, it changes the trajectory of much of what we have to do. What exactly is the trajectory of what you have to do? I mean, the Dow is at like 29,000 right now and it's collapsing even further. Gas prices are about to skyrocket up. Fill up your tanks, ladies and gentlemen, right now. Because the end of the cheap gas that Joe Biden is releasing into America uh, is happening this week. Joe Biden has essentially drained all of the petroleum reserves, flooded the market with cheap gasoline, and now gasoline is about to skyrocket back up to its actual prices just in time for the midterms, but not soon enough for some early voting, right? So what they're trying to do is rig the game. It's not working, though, while Joe Biden is griping and complaining and moaning and bitching about Republicans. It looks like Republicans are winning, sometimes in spite of themselves and in spite of hacks like Mitch McConnell. New Trafalgar polling for Arizona governor has Kerry Lake at 50%, Katie Hobbs at 45%. Kerry Lake's going to win. It's going to be amazing. I am so here for it. This is according to Data Progress. According to Data Progress, which is a leftist polling firm, Kerry Lake is running away with it in Arizona. We're calling it Arizona. Kerry Lake is the Ron DeSantis of the West. Ron DeSantis is the Kerry Lake of the East. And it is a beautiful thing. New battlegrounds today. There are three critical battleground states, Arizona, Georgia, and Nevada. In Arizona, Senator Mark Kelly, which should have been a walk in the park, Mark Kelly, Mr. Fake Astronaut, is now neck and neck with Blake Masters. It's 48 to 47. That is super bad for Mark Kelly. He should be 10 points up. Mitch McConnell is not backing major Republican money, is not coming in to back Blake Masters. Blake Masters winning anyway. In Georgia, Warnock and Walker are tied at 46-46. Get ready, baby. The Bulldogs are rolling this season. I think the Georgia Bulldogs could probably beat a lot of NFL teams out there. And the Georgia Bulldogs, of course, where Herschel Walker played. And a great college football season will remind people that Herschel Walker is a legend and they should vote for him in the senatorial race and not the abusive uh, scumbag, fake pastor uh, hack uh, God, like seriously, pray for this man's soul, Raphael Warnock. Um, he's going to have an interesting conversation with Jesus uh, when he gets to the pearly gates about how he was for unlimited uh, abortion uh, for innocent little babies. So I think the people of Georgia are going to choose wisely there. Uh, Senator Cortez Masto in uh, Nevada is now, okay, Laxalt, sorry, correction, in Nevada, Adam Laxalt is now leading Senator Cortez Masto. She is the current Democrat senator from Nevada. He is leading 47-46. More Nevada polling shows Republicans leading. Laxalt up by two. According to other polling, 46-44. Incredible advantage here for Adam Laxalt. He is also a friend of the show. He's been on the show, and we should have him back. We love Adam Laxalt. He is crushing Masto in three different polls. Three different polls here. Trafalgar, Data for Progress, and insider advantage. People are waking up. And some of the people waking up, ladies and gentlemen, are people that we were not expecting, quite frankly. Uh, if you can convert Megyn Kelly, who you might recall, Megyn Kelly was super mean to Donald Trump. Megyn Kelly lost, I mean, didn't lose her Fox job. She used to be the number, like, the number one rated show on Fox News. Megyn Kelly, um, 
the legendary moment there where Donald Trump, Megyn Kelly is like, you called women pigs. And Trump's like, only Rosie O'Donnell. That was like the first moment and everyone just blew, like the curtain ripped and it just changed politics forever. Anyway, Donald Trump, Megyn Kelly, Megyn Kelly now defending Donald Trump, defending the Trump family, going after the Bidens. You are talking a major change here. And we have nothing personal against Megyn Kelly. We kind of like Megyn Kelly. And we've shared a couple of her clips. But Megyn Kelly, of course, like was, I think, quite anti-Trump for quite a while. Now she's back. She has her own um, podcast and show. And she is saying, actually, the Bidens are deeply evil. And there is a double standard here that is completely nefarious in our country and wicked. Megyn Kelly, lots of indictments of Trump, not a single one of Hunter Biden. Hey guys, let me know in the chat if we have the actual clip here um, to play of Megyn Kelly talking about this, but I'll read you the article from Breitbart to start off the top. Journalist Megyn Kelly observed Thursday that while there had been investigations, lawsuits, and indictments surrounding Donald Trump, including the New York State civil lawsuit against his children, Biden family has been left untouched. Lots of indictments of Trump, not a single one of Hunter Biden, Kelly quipped on her show. Citing former FBI agent Timothy Tibble, who has become a whistleblower, Kelly Kelly noted that former Biden business... I'm not sure that's accurate. Timothy Tibble was the guy who was... Who was who has become a Timothy Tibble was a guy who was uh, kicked out on his ass from the FBI for being biased uh, in favor of the Bidens and not investigating Hunter Biden. So I'm not sure that's completely accurate. Kelly noted that former Biden business associate, Tony Bobulinski, said that after the FBI interviewed him for several hours, he never heard from them again regarding the explosive allegations that Joe Biden and his son Hunter had sought to create a joint venture with company in the Communist Chinese Party and that the elder Biden was the big guy to receive 10% of the equity. Of course, this is illegal and would make for the biggest scandal in American history. And count on them to bring this back up. I want to prepare you for the future, okay? Future is, the future is this. Here we go. The Democrats will suddenly become very interested in prosecuting the Bidens as soon as they uh, want Joe Biden to stop being president. So expect the entire corporate media to switch back this is the future, okay? I'm preparing you for it. The entire corporate media will suddenly neck-snappingly spin on its head and then prosecute the Bidens. Be, uh, they will bring him Tony Bobulinski. The FBI will come after them. They'll all go to jail uh, as soon as they decide that it is the last day for Joe Biden's presidency. And that we need to clear the way for, you know, the, the Joker before he falls into a vat of acid, Gavin Newsom. This is the plan. They will do this. Suddenly. Hunter Biden will be going to prison, right? And it'll be joyous day on this show, but you have to understand the people who are pulling the strings here, the puppet masters. The puppet masters are going to utilize, they wanted Biden in there because he's a broken man and that he can be literally thrown in the garbage like an old piece of furniture, as we just heard, uh, at any moment. And that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. So it'll be joyous here. Trust me, we'll be live and we'll be celebrating. We'll be doing our music and doing our dancing. But yo, that's what's going to happen, and they're going to be laying the groundwork to get rid of this guy so they can pave the way for some someone who could actually speak English, someone who's not a piece of furniture. That's what's going to happen. Megyn Kelly knows it. Megyn Kelly saying, yo, this is, this is truly evil, truly evil. She also brings up James O'Keefe and totally defends James O'Keefe and Project Veritas in a uh, really in a really beautiful and, and flames-on segment. My producer is telling me that this was like a 15-minute clip. 
and that uh, we didn't have time to clip it down this morning. We are on the road. We have been on the road all week. We return to the studio next week. Then we'll be in uh, uh, Naples and we'll be in Los Angeles and we'll be in Santa Barbara. We're taking the tour to California. It's going to be awesome. We're going to stay online. We're going to stay doing these lives. I mean, we're just like in a hotel room now. We're figuring it out, but we're still going live. We're still bringing you the information and we're still bringing you uplifting. Okay. So be uplifted. The Republicans are beginning to fight on offense. They are beginning to present a plan. The Democrats have lost the will of the people. The Democrats have lost the will of this country. We are 80% of the country. It's time to act like it. The way we act like it is getting our priorities straight. God, family, country. That's our priorities. That's it. GOP, that's all you really had to say. Donald Trump dropping millions into the midterms when Mitch McConnell won't. Let's elect senators. Let's have a referendum on McConnell. Let's kick his uh, ass into the Galapagos turtles um, uh, display at the local zoo where he belongs. And let's move on to fighters. That's what this movement is about. Fighting and protecting this nation. That's what we care about. That's what we care about. Uh, uh, that's the end all for us, especially as parents, the future for our children and leaving this country a better place. That's it. That's all we got. That's the number one thing for us. There ain't another, they ain't like a number two there. Okay. We're not going to be the last, we're not going to be the generation that leaves this place worse off for our children. We're going to fight. We're going to go on offense and no more controlled retreat. That's been the GOP mantra for the last 20 years. It ends now. And we're very excited to usher in its end. And we're very excited to be heading back to Tampa right now. So I'm on my way to the airport. I want to say, God bless all of you. Thank you for following along this week. We are raring and ready to go. Doesn't matter that Libs attacked us. Libs attacked our, our uh, presentation. Just makes us stronger. Just makes us more motivated. And we love all of you because you are born free men and women. And we're going to stay that way because we're going to fight on together. My name is Benny Johnson. This has been the Benny Show.